You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind, the only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Alright guys, welcome to the show, and welcome to my video store. <laughs> um, this is the Pro Wrestling Rewind. If you're listening to us on podcast, and like, what the hell are you talking about? You should watch the stream. We stream every Friday night at half 11 GMT and half 6 Eastern. Yeah. Um, yeah. Somewhere um, between 6.30 and 7 o'clock, your stream pops up. And you know how you'll find out exactly how it pops up? If you click that subscribe button and the bell notification, you'll know as soon as we go live. And absolutely. if you're like, how do I even find you on YouTube? Don't even bother. Just go in your URL and type in the Wrestling Rewind, and it will take you right to our page. Absolutely. That's it. There's no excuse. No excuse for you not to be here. Um, but, of course, we are here on um if you're in the chat, if you're in the stream, let us know and you can, your message will pop up in this lovely little chat box that we have, which I've set up. Uh, finally, Dave, it has happened after uh, uh, many, 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 many promises um, of saying, hey, look, I will update the computer. I'll move it over. This is what the show should look like when we have proper RAM and technology rather than my laptop, which screams and cries every time it tries to stream. So this is what the shows are going to look like from now on. Um, I like this background like a lot. We may uh, have to, again, sorry, folks, you're listening audio. We may have to spray paint Dara's headphones white. But other than yep. that. Other than that, because I kind of disappear <laughs> off into the background. But look, yeah. it still works. It's okay. Right. I like it. I have my Instagram girl light over here. So mm. that's helping a lot. Um, but other than that, it's all good. I have to say, uh, James Truepenny kind of told us some stuff after we went off the air last week uh, about the numbers, guys. For anyone who listens on the, the True Penny channel, thank you so much. Uh, the numbers shocked and amazed both Dave and myself. Uh, we do appreciate it, and we're thrilled that you guys like our total nonsense that we talked <laughs> on the show. But uh, no, it is very much appreciated, and we have a lot more uh, to get through. Okay, so Dave, how have you been, man? We're on episode 52, so we're getting wow. up there, man. Really up it there now. Is a great day for wrestling, everyone. Welcome back to the only show hosted by people who don't hate wrestling. And I think you'll see that this week for sure. Um, you know, good, hectic, crazy. Uh, to find a way to fit things in where you didn't think they'd fit. No one, no, no double entendre needed. Point is, we're ready to roll. So let's yes. dive into some awesomeness. Dara, you're, you're, you you're pretty good in your video store there. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I, I think I think it's a place to be for now. I think it's a fitting place. You can see a nice bunch of wrestling videos there. You know, here's the weird thing. I, I remember this is how you watched wrestling when you weren't, like, taping it. So this works. I think this is very appropriate um, for how it goes. Do you but, have uh, any, just total side note, do you have any yep. wrestling 
VHS cassettes, not the ones that like your grandmother taped for you and such, but some oh, actual, actual ones. ones from like the yeah. 90s or anything. Yeah, they're, they're behind me. Do you not see them? Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, are we kayfabing your background? Is that uh, what we're going for? Here? I know. I actually do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. This is a real work on. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I personally, um, and I'm, I'll never get rid of it, I have a vhs that's like the best of wrestlemania and it has four random matches on it that aren't the matches you would think are the best of wrestlemania i know oh, yes, there's like a legion of doom table match or something it's it's great i watched it multiple times as a child so here's the weird thing right so you guys had a different distributor for wwe tapes oh, right yeah we had silver vision but then silver vision went bankrupt around like 2004 um, and now WWE UK home videos send out the, t- the videos. They actually support the show as well. So shout out to them too. But it's been a while since Silver Vision. Like you go back and watch even the shows that we're watching now on VHS and Silver Vision pops up and it's like, that's not a thing anymore. So that's how we watch now. Now, I remember if we didn't tape them, the only solution was to go and buy them. And you'd go into HV, which you guys didn't don't have over there, but it was like a big on like retailer. Yeah. yeah, well, no, no, no. Block, was block like was like a Kmart, store. Walmart, where they just sell like videos. Also, yeah, no, uh, HV is more like re- a record store, but also you'd buy videos and DVDs okay. and games. So basically, everything that doesn't exist anymore, you could find in that store. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it was that was that kind of thing. And you know, you'd go in there and you'd, you'd have the WDB collection around the back beside the, the heavy metal. Um, so even as a kid, I was there a lot. And it was about twenty pounds. Yeah, it was about twenty pounds. Mm-hmm. Pounds left about two thousand and two. Yeah, two thousand two. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I actually remember for a while. You know, we don't. I haven't seen these metrics in forever now. But um, it used to be regular weekly news stories on what are the highest selling DVDs for this week. And wrestling mm. was always in the top five, if not multiple things within them. Oh man, absolutely. They're like best buy in stores like that. Like that's what people were buying. Like wrestling had a very dominant, and this even went into DVDs for a long time. Now with the network, I don't think they push that stuff as hard, but yeah. Yeah. Like what, what, what did we do? Like, what was it? We've even had like the, the whole reason why ECW came back was because of video sales. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of one of those things where we're like, great, this is good. You know, this is what we want. But to answer your question, yes, I had a few of them. I had like, they were random collections. So Backlash 1999 was one because uh, I, I actually missed that one. So I had to go back and watch it. Um, St. Valentine's Day Massacre was one, but I got randomly got that secondhand. For, I don't remember how I ended up with that, but it was secondhand. Um, I had WrestleMania X7 because, of course, I did. Everyone had, you know, you had to. The greatest yeah, wrestling but, event of all time. Well, um, oh, you'll see. Wait till you see. Somebody didn't uh, watch Crown Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what else? Yeah, there, I had a bunch of them. Not not that not as many now as you normally have. But I I had a massive stack of videos. But the majority of them were just the black the black tape with the label, you know, WWF whatever it was on it, you know? So that was how the majority of us watched wrestling. I think I had um, an innovation and how my, my tape library grew even more was when my dad discovered how to record tape to tape. So you'd go to the video store and you'd set up one tape and you'd record a tape and then you'd take the copy. And that exponentially 
grew out of my wrestling uh, and this library. Is, this is really going to date us as if this whole intro conversation hasn't, but I know you'll know this, but maybe listeners won't. So the most brilliant thing was <laughs> companies that put out VHS tapes thought they were super brilliant when it came to copyright protection. And so there would be mm. this little like black um, knob essentially that would like hang off a cassette that would keep it for being read into so you couldn't record it to something else. But like the workaround was literally break this tab off. <laughs> Do you remember what I'm talking yeah. about? No, no. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> it just wasn't, you know, Sherlock, copyright, <laughs> they've tried. But the again, the worst thing you can do and this, we've said about this on the network in general, like many times, piracy is always going to happen. So the best way to do it is just make it cheap and affordable and then piracy doesn't happen. Case in point, I have a WWE Network subscription. It is more convenient for me to have a WWE subscription than to steal from WWE. I agree with you 100%. I mean, that's <laughs> Just the do reason. that and, and you're fine. Yeah, so. I mean, for years, Lucas wouldn't didn't want to release Star Wars on VHS tapes because of that. And then even when DVDs came out, it was like, I don't, I don't want to release it on DVDs because I don't want it to be copied. And then he made $4 billion selling it to Disney. And they made movies that nobody would want to copy. So really, he got what he wanted in the end. <laughs> Yeah, no, nobody ever wants to watch it. You know what? I cannot. I don't want to get, get too on Star Wars, but <laughs> if I never watched those movies again, mm. I would not be sad. Like, yeah, I watch Rogue One, the end of Rogue One, a fair bit. Um, but you know, there's only six Star Wars movies, so yeah. that's it. It's fine. But yeah, everyone who's checking out the True Penny channel, guys, thank you so much for uh, your support. And again, look, email us. You know, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. This is the only show where we 100% want you guys to be involved from a point of you pick something, we'll watch it. So I don't know what, I don't know if James has that rule. He always seems has a, a good thing to run through himself. But with us, we're like, yeah, man, if you want to watch, to watch it, we will. But before we get into tonight's real topic, we have to talk about what's coming up tomorrow. And again, kudos to Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling, you know, I named them my product of the year, wrestling product of the year for 2020. Um, but what Speaking I love which, about... Before we, before we jump on, um, oh. yeah, it's also worth mentioning the show's up now already on the True Penny channel where we sat down with him and we did our picks for the best of 2020. So if you guys haven't for checked sure. that show out, please do. I'm not sure if the video is up yet, but... The video is up, yeah. There you go. Type in the Wrestling Rewind. Watch it. It is a super fun show. Um, we all had different answers for everything, which I think that just shows you how diverse it is. Speaking mm -hmm. of which, we'll now jump into Dara's topic for Wrestling Program of the Year because he didn't attend any GCW events. <laughs> Dude, I can't leave 5K outside of my area. Like, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere this year. Well, probably, hopefully, but we don't know anyway. So, what great thing about Impact is their pay-per-views are on a Saturday night. I love that. I think that's the way it should be because people have jobs. WWE, please. What are you doing? Like, Saturday Night Wrestling just makes way more sense. It's a great thing about uh, NXT as well. But I love the Impact. And UFC. Are, UFC and well. UFC, yeah. And it's weird. UFC starts at like 5 in the morning for us and can still watch it. You know, it's an event. You'd, what used to happen is you'd go out to the pub or to a nightclub and then come back and watch UFC locked. That's what you do. Um, yeah. but no, you don't No, You just stay open, sad drink, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm sure that's why wrestling pay-per-views are on Sundays to avoid boxing probably was the decision back then. Um, back yeah, when, but you now, know, people cared, but you know, but now man, like it's, 
it I will like the run will obviously I'm gonna struggle through, but I'm gonna be like, Oh, I have work the next morning. Uh, you know, so I'm just like, Okay, this is gonna suck, but at least it's something that can be done with with uh AEW not AEW, sorry, with Impact Wrestling, which has AEW stars on it, we'll get to that. Um I can just watch it and then live my life normally on on uh Sunday. But yeah, fair play, and I think it is because they're aware of their UK base, the way of L how popular they are in the UK and Ireland. So, fair pay, lads. Good job. But this is happening on January the 16th uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, where the Impact Zone is. The event will crown the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship. And this has been deactivated since uh, 2013. So, that's a pretty interesting uh, thing in and of itself. But the first match is going to be, obviously, for that. It's going to be the Tag Team uh, Championship uh Knockouts Tag Team Championship Havoc and Nevita versus Kira Hogan and uh, Tasha Seal so I don't know um, I'm, I think Havoc and Neva have a lot more going into this they're my pick to win but when they have these vacancy matches it, to thing, to one of two things could happen they could end up going straight for his long term storyline or just paying something off and it seems like since he brought these back this is like the first in a series so really it can go to either one yeah, I don't mm, I don't have strong feelings on this one. It could kind of go either either way. I'm, I don't Yeah, it's it's nothing too jumps out at me. Like I followed yeah. the storylines and it's kind of like, well, I don't Yeah, it's too it, it's it's one that I think will probably open the show. Um the that, the flat that said, not complaining. I love wrestling matches where I have no idea who's going to win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh six-man tag team match, Rick Swan, Chris Sabin and Moose versus Kenny Omega. And the Good Brothers. So here you go. I said there's going to be AEW talent on it, and they have the AEW champion. If you want to watch wrestling, <laughs> watch this match. Yeah. I don't absolutely. care if you don't watch the rest of the card. Yeah. I am so this- excited for this match, and not just the whole Bullet Club thing. It's not just because I'm a huge mark for Luke and Gallows, Luke and Gallows, for Gallows and Anderson. Um, but oh my gosh, you got Swan, Sabin. Moose somehow snuck in, and you know Kenny. And Someone, the has Good Brothers, Someone has to take somebody the pin. Someone has to. Somebody has to take the pin. Yeah, it's, yeah. We, we know who's winning, but yeah. Um, you know, if this isn't fantastic, I, I don't know what else would be. I mean, it's going to be over the top. People are going to pan it for oh, it's too dramatic or not. But I think it'll be a really, really fun wrestling match at the end of the day. Those and people, it, those people who are upset, need to come to my video store and watch old wrestling, <laughs> yeah. and then they'll, they'll understand. Be happy. Yeah, they'll have a good time. Pick up. Well, I guess you need to take something back, though, Dara. Well, what do I need to take? You told me that there could never be a working relationship between the Good Brothers and people from AEW because of the contract situation. Well, this was my mistake for listening to the marks on the internet. I apologize. This is why you don't believe what's on the sheets. This is why you just watch it and have a good time. Put it this way. I was once offered to write an article for someplace and they blatantly, I'm going to leave it super, super vague. And for this particular magazine, they said, hey, make sure you put in quotes for wrestlers. And I said, okay, how do I get in touch with them? And they said, no, just make them up. They're okay with it. And I was like, I will not write anything for you. Because, you know, at the time I was fresh out of school with my degree in journalism. But looking back, like, oh, you know, Iconic Magazine would have kind of been fun. But at the same time, man, I don't, I can't do that. Yeah. Although, although to be fair, man, you know, I was once told that from someone teaching journalism to make quotes up. 
Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it, apparently it's a thing that's done. But I can tell you guys that when we say stuff, we we say when we make it up. <laughs> we, <don't just laughs> we, do, we do. We're honest. You know, we're honest. Um, look, yeah, but obviously, look, the Omega and Good Brothers are winning this one. There's no way they're, they're losing it. It's just not happening. Uh, and that's why Moose is in the match to take the pin. So it's going to be a phenomenal match. Well, you said it's it's the it's the one match to watch, Dave. Yes. When I go through the card, oh, and well, there, okay, okay, there's there's another you know, match that you there's another match. Miss. But here's no, the thing: okay. when uh, this one might have gone yeah, under the radar, funny. yeah, this might one got it. That's why we're covering it at the at the start of the show. This one might have gone under the radar for some people. Make it your business to watch this show because it's very easy to watch this show. You can actually download the the Impact app on Roku on the Roku box I'm like oh wow it's there so fair play man you know they've really gone above and beyond to make this easy to watch and, I know you've you know, been alternating is this one of the free ones or is this one of the 499 I, I believe, ones or, or I believe, don't quote me on that price yeah look I'm, I, I'm not sure myself but even if it is uh, one to pay I'm, I'll probably pay, I'll, I'm, in. I'm more than likely uh, pay it if not on the night uh, probably later on but I'm more than likely will be watching it live because yeah. uh, it's worth it like I'll explain why when it, when we get to it. But uh, my it's interest blowing, is in blowing, 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 blowing my mind. Absolutely, that I'm so this excited for them. Well, look, Manic, uh, Chris, Chris Bay, and Rohit uh, Raju is the next match for the X Division Championship. Now, I I love uh, everything that Rohit is doing. I think he's uh, one of the best things to happen to the to the X Division, and the fact that Manic now has the belt again, it has that cool dynamic where uh, we've never really seen. Where he actually chased the belt for this long, uh, Manic is obviously you know uh, TJ Perkins, so uh, phenomenal wrestler in and of itself. I'm very excited for this one. This I hope they open with this match because this will be a really cool match to set the set the the pace for everything. But we have to see. I'm going to say Manic probably retains. It's probably a bit too soon for he to uh, to re- retain. But Chris Bay is definitely the one taking the pin on this one. Tough because I actually really enjoy Chris Bay's work. So do I. But uh, that tag like, match we watched yeah. a couple weeks ago, I was like, "Oh, he's the standout from this tag." Yeah, um, yeah I think you're going to keep it with TJP or Manic because um, you know, build it, add some reputation to it. You got enough craziness going on to this show that, as weird as this sounds, a title changing hands, and and mm. not that the X Division title is a minor title. It's not. It's what built the company, but it's not going to grab the same headlines as if say they do this in the next pay-per-view that they have. So put out the crazy two matches that we know you're putting out and maybe let TJP develop a little bit more and add some more meaning. Absolutely. Uh, A lot of titles on the line here tonight. So our next title match, uh, which is the last one of the night is um, your girl. Diana no, Perrazzo. I, I don't see Dashwood on this list. I'm looking. <laughs> uh, Diana Perrazzo versus Taya Valkyrie. For the Am I allowed to pick up? Oh, no. Don't say that. What? You have to say it now. That's the rule. Oh, um, you know, based on the amount of water that they hydrate oh. themselves with during the day. I see. I see. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Perrazzo to retain. <laughs> I like that you know what I mean, even though that's the farthest from what I could possibly mean. Yeah. Brilliant, Dara. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I think Jersey Girl's got this one. I don't see her yeah. giving up the belt yet. I no, think that she will have a feud with Emma. Oh my God, I'm sorry. Dashwood. Um, so I think I think she up. will. They, they should build the next, like, Bound for Glory around her versus Emma. 
Or Slammiversary. Yeah. Should be good. Or, by the way, those of you who are listening on the Drew Penny channel, um, if you want to buy me a set of gloves like Emma wears, <laughs> I'm totally down for that. I'll give you my address. Oh, man, only should, if I just, see the purchase order first, or else I'm not you should, giving you my address. But so you need to start an OnlyFans, Dave. Oh, I need an OnlyFans. Okay. Yeah. What's it? Only Dave's. Only Dave's. <laughs> it's just juggling videos and uh, payments videos for my on, Emma gloves. That's all. And that's it. Really. That's all it is. Exactly. Um, only okay, only then, hands. It'll be an only hands. Only hands. Brilliant. Yeah, I love yeah. it. That's great. So hashtag save Dave. Hashtag only hands. <laughs> juggler. Uh, the next match is an old school rules six pack tag team match, which I'm really glad they didn't refer to this as like an ECW or hardcore or whatever. I'm glad you just called it this because that's kind of what it is. But uh, Impact have learned to stop using WWE IPs basically as a thing. So I'm really glad that they went. They still are going to have that kind of match, but it's not going to be a detriment to them. Now, I'm uh, not sure if you agree with me. But I, for one, do believe that old school rules. <laughs> come on, come on. Play with me for a second. That makes sense. No. Old school, comma. Rules. I know, I get it. I get it. You, you just, get it. You just won't, you won't give me a laugh. Just, no, no. You're not. No. Nothing. No. Fired from this. Trip. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Eric Young, Diener, and Joe Dewar versus Cousin Jake. Rhino and Tommy Dreamer. They should have had. They should have called Cousin Jake Cousin Merle. They missed the chant. They missed the beat there. Because then, well, you know, then it takes a big spot or misses a pin or something. You can just have them go, "Oh, Cousin Merle," and get a pop from everybody. But no, they should do that. There you go. Free check. Free ideas. You don't need to pay me. I'm gonna go. I I want. Um, I want Rhino to win this because I love Rhino. Um, but yeah, they're not going to. I think it's going to go to Eric Young, Diener, and Joe Dewar. But see, what's weird about this is, well, first of all, it, yes, I agree with you 100% on the outcome. It's just hmm. Eric Young in there is a bit of a mind uh, messer for me because why? Well, because I want to see. Okay, I know it wasn't a very successful gimmick, but when you had the what were they, the New Blood versus the old school ECW guys in mm. WWE when they finally merged yeah. brands together. Yeah. Um, I liked that all the new blood guys were. Oh new. yeah. The new, the new blood versus the extremists. Yeah. That's what it was. Yes. What, imagine, what a, imagine doing that one nowadays. <laughs> oh, um, well. yeah. hmm. But so, if anyone doesn't know, that's what they actually called them. So it was a thing. Yeah. Don't, don't, it's, don't, don't cross us out of the algorithm. It's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't call them the fundamentalists. <laughs> So what are you doing? Just stop. Anyway, go on. But yeah, so my, my only point here is I wish it was somebody other than Eric Young and you keep that entire yeah. uh, team younger. Mm. No pun intended. Keep that entire team younger. Um, but either way, I agree with you. I, yeah, but um, I, I think the, the oldies it, never win these types of matches. But I, but I think Eric Young being there kind of adds that sense of uh, gravitas to the match, you know, where it's just like, hey, we're going to come in here and, you know, they're going to learn from it. It makes more I, sense. I agree with you that the audience would not care as much without Eric Young there. And I agree with you that the wrestlers, the younger wrestlers in this match will learn a lot from Young and the opponent. This, this feels a lot like Ray, uh, er, very early TNA with Raven Slock when CM Punk was there. 
Hey, there was some interesting so, news about Raven and the uh, Wrestling Wire this week. Don't know if you picked up on there. that. I didn't pick yeah. up on that. Okay, let's play Dara Doesn't Follow the News. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting for this to happen. Um, okay, well, I deserve so this. So I do which of do. these do you think is true? See, this is hard because it's Raven, so it really could be anything. Bear with me. Right, go on. Go on. Um, sorry. When I read up close, I got to take off the gimmick. Um, all right. So, Raven, Raven, Raven is putting out a set of poems in a not novella style. Odd phrasing, but whatever website. Okay. Um, Raven blames Shane McMahon's friendship for killing his WWE career. Or Raven says that Punk would not talk to him backstage in Impact before their segments. Gimmick back on. I'm going to go with the second one. Is the second one true? Is it? Very true, yeah. Oh my God, that's unreal. Wow. It was during a recent interview. Um, He said that, uh, yeah, he basically was complaining about I didn't Google that. I didn't Google that. No, no, you didn't. I was watching your hands. No, uh, he basically said the Johnny Polo gimmick didn't suit him, would have been Mm -hmm. better for Shane McMahon, and that they were really close friends behind the scenes. Wow. um, They started to drift apart, and then his friendship with Shane drew heat from Vince and Linda for some reason. And he added, and I quote, yeah, that's true. Me and Shane used to be really tight, but we drifted apart. He'd go out with me every night. Big heat with Linda and Vince. The boys thought I was kissing for my career, but it actually killed my career, giving me heat. So apparently, if you're friends with the owner's children, (laughs) unless you're Triple H. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. But, um, okay, so um, the next match is Eddie Edwards versus Sammy Callahan in a barbed wire massacre match. And this has been the first barbed wire massacre match that hasn't evolved abyss in TNA Impact Wrestling. So I am pumped for this. They're always good matches. Sammy Callahan is going to do some very disturbing things. And this looks like it's, again, what we talked about, they're building up this feud that's been building for about two, three years now at this point. So this is probably the blow-off. I don't know who's going to win this one. I say the winner of this match is everybody. Um, but maybe Eddie Edwards finally gets his uh, his revenge. I it, Here's what it comes down to. Is this the end? Or do they keep going? I think this is the end. You know, wh- I, how, where do you top? How do you top it? Well, I suppose you. Well, we talked Metal about Ma- um, Slammiversary coming up, right? Yeah, but like, what did they do next? Full Metal Mayhem, and I would say this is I an would... AEW. How dare you? <laughs> Full Metal Mayhem was an Impact match. Was uh, that, what was the match called with Omega and um, Skateboard Dude? You're welcome, AEW fans. Darby I, Allen. I don't remember. Similar yeah, to it, was that. Some, it was something to that. But Full Metal Mayhem is like TLC for Impact Wrestling. Well, here's all that I will say. I'm going to pick Sammy Callahan. And it makes no sense. And Eddie Edwards is going to win. So I want mm. to preface it that way. That said, I've had the privilege of witnessing Sammy Callahan in a backyard while allegedly very intoxicated, doing very, mm. very dumb things to his body. Allegedly, I love him to death. So, right. no pun intended. So, as I said, dude, we all win. We all, we win. all win. We all win. Um, I hope. I hope it's the main event. It deserves oh, to be. God. Deserves this, to be. 
flashbacks of sin. Yeah, it's gonna gonna be unbelievable. So the next match is, and it's kind of is a little bit underwhelming after a barbed wire massacre match. Uh, the Craddy Man versus Ethan Page. I'm gonna go with Ethan Page because, yeah. Why isn't this on the pre-show? Why is Myers it, and Alexander it, on the pre-show and not this? Yeah, that should be on the pre-show. Uh, Impact, please don't have that on your show. Uh, <laughs> it's not needed. It's a bad thing. People will be like, it was a great show almost, but it gets a D for this match. Yeah, not good. No one wins. Um, You're going to have Rose- more eyes on this pay-per-view than you've had in a very long time because of that well, six-man tag match. Yep. Don't F it up. Absolutely. But you know who is on the card? In an intergender tag team match? <laughs> Our girl, Emma. With Caleb, Caleb with a K, and Caleb with a K are facing Rosemary and Crazy Steve. Not to be confused with Crazy Steve from iCarly. I'm pretty sure they get that confused a lot. But it's not. It's Crazy Steve from Impact Wrestling. I'm going to go with Emma because, uh, you know, my heart wants what it wants. No disagreement for me here. Yeah. None at all. I didn't Absolutely. realize that. Uh, I didn't realize that Caleb was the person currently portraying suicide. Spoiler alert. I probably should do spoilers beforehand. <laughs> with yeah. a K. With a K. Caleb with Su- a K. Remember. Suicide with a K. Is that how he's doing it as well? <laughs> oh man, they need to bring that music back though. That was like that was the best music Impact had next to Motor City Machine Guns and AJ Styles non rap. Oh, the it's time to fly. Yeah, that was so yeah. good. So that good. Was really I, 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 WWE should have just bought that for him because that's so much better than his current music. Even though I like his current music, it's still like, it's time to, that's what I associate AJ Styles with. So, you know. Anyway. Just think of it this way. The last person to come out to that theme song possibly ever again was Hornswoggle. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, Guys, that's going to do it uh, again. This time, ne- this time tomorrow is when you will be hyping up for it. Um, I think it starts at eight PM on the Impact app. Uh, I'll probably be tweeting, live tweeting it. Dave might be doing that as well, um, and we'll do a review of it next week. But definitely do go over to impactwrestling.com for all the updates. Uh, TA- Impact Wrestling, hard to kill live tomorrow from Nashville, Tennessee. So we are going to switch gears now and talk about our main topic. Huh? Full gear? No. <laughs> no, no, no. We are going to switch gears and talk about... I'm so glad I you... Well, one, I picked the show. I remembered that this show is good. And also that we already done sold out. So if you guys look on the screen, you can see what uh, the, the card... But um, before we get to that, Dave, I'm really Hello, glad. Garrett, that why don't you tell this. them what happened when I started watching this show today? So and my main thing was, I'm like, I can't tell Dave why I want him to watch this random episode of SmackDown. because told me, don't look up anything. I didn't no. look up a thing. I didn't no. even read the synopsis when I clicked I'm play. So I just no. clicked play. Yes, because you would have ruined the surprise. You would have yeah. ruined my the whole reason why I wanted you to watch it. Took about four minutes before Derek received a text. Yeah, he sent me a text message saying, what the hell, why is it all Triple H matches? Or something similar. And I'm like, what are you upset about? It's all Triple H matches, it's great. So this episode of SmackDown actually fits, it's actually really important. Um, Initially, I was just kind of joking with him, but it actually turns out in our little timeline that we've been doing, 
it's extremely important. So it answers loads of questions. Um, so initially, we're going to do sold out, sold out 1999, but we've already done that. It's on the channel. And as I was going through all the channel, I'm like, we've already done sold out 1999. So, but this one falls in just before Unforgiven 1999. Why are you shaking your head, Dave? I, I still don't well, forgive why? you. <laughs> no, hold on a second. Hold no, on. this resets Let's... everything. Sold out, World War Three. I'm good. I'm picking the next paper. No, hold on a second. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. And no, also, no, 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 I no, hold on. I understand that you wanted to leave out, you know, certain words because, you know, but direct message text to Darren. Are you essing me? An entire episode of Triple H gimmick matches. Really super angry face. What does <laughs> my friend, my colleague, my my co-host here respond with a bunch of laughy faces yeah because i i I had my son and that's the main thing but all i'm saying to you is it's like initially it was just a joke and then i I thought it was a joke i was was like oh haha this isn't really happening mcmahon's just saying it no it happened now again initially i was joking and i was like okay this is funny let's make fun of dave but as I was watching it, I'm like, this is probably the most one of the most important episodes of SmackDown ever for this time period. And the can reason why my issue can I can I just get it out there right okay, at the beginning? Go Absolutely, go on. Yeah. It featured Triple H, and it was amazing storytelling from start to finish. Everything that happened on this stupid episode of SmackDown was done perfectly and the fact that they were gimmick matches made more sense because you wanted to build up the drama and triple h only knows three moves anyway so this allowed him to be more experimental and it was just absolute brilliance and that's why i hated this episode of smackdown because i did not want to like this and you made me like this bad dara yeah. See, and this is it. This is why yeah. I, you know you need to watch. You, you know the Triple H hate is completely unjustified. But remember, well, this is one of the episodes of SmackDown that's completely burned into my brain. I, it was, this it was is fantastic. It was fantastic. It was amazing. Fantastic. It was you know amazing. What this was that we don't what? see nowadays. This was what? an actual TV show. Yeah, this was an actual episode of a television show where you followed a character's arc throughout the entire thing. I, I was blown away. We don't get this. We haven't gotten no. this in 20 years. No. I mean, I'm just. It was amazing. They tried like, it with Daniel Bryan in like, what, 2014, 2015-ish? But, I mean, still. Yeah, it, but he's a B, like this. He's a B-plus player. Triple H is the game. You're you fired. Know? <laughs> but, um, okay. I that ability. The, ma- the main reason why this worked. And, it, again, like, it's so important that I didn't even realize was that important. But so much happened in this where I'm re-watching it and I'm like, oh my God, this is like one of the most important episodes of SmackDown ever. Or of, of WWE programming ever, right? It features the last match of Ken Shamrock in WWE ever. It features the departure of The Undertaker. We wouldn't see him again until Judgment Day 2000. And these things just kind of happen in a throwaway segment where you, you don't really know what's going on. You see, the, one of the last appearances of uh, the British Bulldog in the main event, it sets up Unforgiven and everything that happens there. It features the last Boiler Room Brawl match. It features one of the only times that you see an Inferno match on TV. It features, that was a shock. That was, right? That was a complete shock. Uh, it features the only two-on-one casket match I can recall in SmackDown history. And one of the only casket matches that doesn't actually involve The Undertaker. Very true. Very true. So it's just 
maybe okay, so a lot of people have triple h in their minds as you know corporate triple h we see now who you know for a payday comes out every so often on a motorcycle for a match payday because he needs it well you know <laughs> so <laughs> bitcoin's going to burst eventually so <laughs> But my point is, um, and since this episode's theme even early on was we're old, apparently, um, it was really cool watching. Hey, hold the on, kid hold play. on. I still get business to my video store. Yeah, you. you <laughs> are you are you in Clerks? Like, no, you don't. So, um, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, what, actually, one one of the one of the things I did actually want, I did want to own a video store. So I am kind of sad that that's a dead technology now. My parents actually did own a video store when I was younger. See, that's cool, man. Yeah. That's cool. Looks See, kind of that was it. Anyway, stop distracting me. Point is, we're old, um, and man, uh, seeing Undertaker in that fashion is so so different from how one I thing. see Undertaker ever. But one thing that's so weird, cool. I missed out on that. That like could move around a lot, do thing. It sounds terrible, but you know what I'm trying to say. I like, do know what you mean. Whoa. But it, it, isn't it weird though, as well, that Undertaker was American badass Undertaker, like a full year before he was like that was the first time it, that you ever saw Undertaker like that, right? No, ever. Like yeah. it was hit. Oh, he, not just me. You mean everybody? No, yeah. ever. Every because yeah, because oh, this wow. was around the time the Undertaker was actually getting ready to leave WWE, and there was talk he was going to go to WCW and just do that gimmick in WCW, but he was injured, and this was him leaving. So you never saw Undertaker because it was the Ministry were still a thing. The Ministry were hanging out with him, but he was just like, I'm just going to wear this WWE shirt and headband, and that was it. It was weird. It was such a, and I didn't appreciate it as a kid because I was. Nine. Uh, <laughs> nine or ten. And uh, now going back and watching it, I'm like, oh, wow, this was super important. This was like so understated that it went away in your head. You know, and everybody came back, you're like, oh, this makes more sense. But again, it, it's just one backstage segment that you don't even really think about. He basically crucifies uh, X-Pac and beats him to death nearly enough, which is the most vicious. That was brutal. Beating. Yeah, on, on network television, mind you, like UPN, free TV, not, not UPN, cable. No, killed Xbox. Get away with some stuff back then. He pulls X. Basically, what happens is he pulls Xbox out, and he's in bits. We'll talk about when we're running down the show, but crazy man, absolutely crazy. But yeah, like this show again. I, I saw some people online call it the Herculean labors of Triple H. And I think that's fantastic. That should be a DVD. That, you know, that that's actually what I wanted to jump to other than Undertaker and uh, God, it's weird saying this, but it was really cool watching Triple H as a kid, mm. watching him as a kid really turn into the star that he would be in the next couple of years. Yeah. As you said, this sets up a lot of things and we knew he was on the path and sometimes 2020 makes it a little difficult for hindsight, but he looked like a kid just trying so hard to just get what he was but promised. See, this man, is, it hit me. It worked. And I'm only saying kid because at the time he was younger than I am now. Obviously, Triple H is much older than I am. But so this is true. This is people. this is Triple H for me. This is Triple H. But you know what I mean? He had that like that vulnerable, no, I do know what you mean. kind of. But this is it. This is like he, he's, you know, he's out there and he's trying stuff and they kill him. Like he goes through absolute hell. But it's amazing. And what's cool about it is like we should have probably started with this. Um, when you're watching Unforgiven a lot of it makes sense like he is the kind of hero of the entire thing even though he's like the biggest villain in the whole thing 
it's his story. The whole thing is like 1999 is his story. 2000 is his story. The Rock, Austin, and Mankind are just kind of there with him. But it's so amazing when you you kind of take a step back and you're like, well, it was Triple H the entire time. Yeah, even this though episode, they don't say it. this episode of SmackDown made everything else make more sense, make yeah. me believe why. Listen, I didn't understand why when Triple H returned in 20, 2003, I think, um, why he got such a stand ovation at Matt. Thank you. At uh, Madison Square Garden. Um, yeah, now it makes heel. sense. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah, I get it. Um, but okay, so the card is up on the screen for anyone who is watching us. Um, so basically, the whole story this is the week before Vince McMahon came back and defended Linda and Stephanie, uh, uh, Linda, Stephanie, and Shane, because uh, Triple H was freaking out that he lost his title or that he was bullying them, all this stuff, and he gets beaten by Vince McMahon, thanks to his uncle Steve Austin. There's a six-pack challenge set up. The referees are on strike still. They're still doing the scab referee thing. This is after SummerSlam, a couple of weeks after SummerSlam. One week before Unforgiven. A couple of days. Two days before Rebellion. Oh, I didn't even put that together. Yes. So, yeah, this is what I mean. This is this is why it's so important. They would never do this ever. This is such a crazy time, and I love this time of wrestling. It's brilliant. It's the best period of wrestling ever. Anyone who says anything different is wrong. Um, it's amazing. They are. I'm sorry. You know, it's facts are facts. Um, I like the late I, 80s. Still wrong. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, no, this is brilliant. Like, they just they tried so much. It was such a cool, unique period. And they've never, ever replicated this specific feel again, you know? Uh, but anyway... So that was your context. Triple H came out and he's like, look, I'm going to Unforgiven. Vince is like, no, you're not. I'm back in as CEO. I've relinquished the title on Raw. We have a six-pack six challenge, the first ever six-pack challenge at WWE. You can be on it, but you have to go through each member in the six-pack challenge, not together, but in a series of matches one after another a gauntlet but a gimmick gauntlet you have to face Big Show in a ch- choke slam match you have to face um, Kane in an Inferno match The Undertaker in a casket match uh, a Mankind a Boiler Room Brawl and The Rock in a Brahma Bull Rope match now pretty much as soon as that's over Big Show comes out and destroys Triple H because no way he's able to choke slam him. And, you know, it's like, that's it. So Triple H starts the night off with a big L and um, then it's a climb. Obviously, not much to it. It was pretty much just, it, it was literally less than two minutes. It was to, you so, know, it was to fill that yeah. doubt in your mind. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I've decided from now on that anytime that we talk about Vince McMahon, I just want to give people his age. Um, so. Vince McMahon, during the whole Steve Austin hyped up, getting in shape, totally legally, uh, period. The dude was 60 years old. This episode of SmackDown happened when McMahon was 60, 61 years old. I cannot, yeah, I'm I'm still trying to comprehend that from when we looked that up a couple weeks ago. Like, I assumed Attitude Era Vince was like late 40s, 50s. No, like Shane's 28, McMahon's 60-something. It's, yep. What? Yeah. 
Dave, man, you know, it's one thing that modern WWE doesn't do. It doesn't really give you this context. It mythologizes it so much that it loses its, its impact, its feel. And one of the things that we're privileged to do is be able to go back and watch these shows in context and provide that context to people. Um, it's brilliant. You just don't get it. You know, it's, it's one of those things that you really have. To, and even myself, as I said, a lot of this stuff was burned into my brain. But there's still certain things I miss. And obviously one of them that I missed was the whole Undertaker thing. But yeah, Vince Vince wasn't wasn't a young man. No, he, he, he wasn't at sixty that I can't yeah. do at thirty two. So Absolutely. God bless him. Um yeah. and the yeah, I just So the next match was a short and I mean really short count out victory for X-Pac over European champion Mark Henry. And it was pretty much uh shenanigans. Like, there's a couple of players who repeat over and over again here. Triple H, China, X-Pac, uh, Mick Foley, The Rock, and The Undertaker would kind of repeat throughout the whole night, and obviously Vince. Um, but yeah, shenanigans. Count-out victory for uh, Mark Crenny, thanks to D'Lo Brown. X-Pac disappears, and he comes back later on the night. Triple H, in his second match, the yeah, Inferno so match with Kane. On that one, super yeah. quick. Um, this is another great thing about how context changes the way I perceive the product. And Xbox is one of them. Um, I've, I've listened to his shoot interviews. I've, I know that he gets lots of credit for things and that somehow he was important. What you don't get unless you actually go back and watch these shows in context with their pay-per-views like we've been doing is, wow, he was super over. Super like over. Super, super beyond what you'd expect to be over. Yeah. And so that then gives it like, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but honestly, I, I his opinions meant nothing to me prior to when we started doing this show. And yep. now that we are, I'm like, oh, like he, he gets it all. He's spot yep. on. He knows everything when it comes to moves and, and execution with the crowd, which is most, you know, the most important thing here. So also, did you off the Xbox? But did you notice? Thing. Did you notice that drink he was drinking? Uh, that, that was a big thing for a while. Even in SmackDown Two, he comes out holding it. It was the DX drink. DX had a drink. Yeah, it was a weird. It never made its way over here, but it's, it's like the the DX hockey jersey to or football jersey uh, that we never things got. Things that you want but you never got. I want that so badly. Still, if someone has that, I will fucking buy it off you. Because Apparently I just we can curse on our stream. Well, we can do what we want. Um, but, but yeah, <laughs> Derek goes no need to beep. <laughs> need to beep. But no, I, seriously, if someone knows where I can get one, you know, only hands, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so. The next, the next match was the Inferno oh, match. Man. By the way, the setup. Now I think this was taped. To be fair, I think it was, but the setup was super quick. Like they just had it there. It was like, oh, okay, I guess they have all this stuff just lying around. Like well, again, SmackDown was all taped during this time period, wasn't it? It was. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, it was. Yeah. But what was cool about this was right. It was on Thursday night. They actually uh, they would tape it on Tuesday, but. Uh, play it on Thursday but in my head as a kid I'm like oh wow do you just have all this stuff like in the back <laughs> so but it was but to be fair <laughs> yeah, right. no no but when you during this time period yeah kind of you know it's yeah, like kinda. yeah kind of like they might actually have this stuff just lying around the back because they used to do and a phrase that I love that Vince McMahon did a lot but they haven't done in years in this very ring tonight 
which is like they haven't said that in years and it's like okay this is going to be something big so you mean it's going to be a cage match or a title match or something. they don't do that anymore it's like yeah. it just, just kind of happens and has no meaning towards it like you're never going to watch Raw and go okay in this ring tonight I'm going to challenge you to a cage match just wouldn't happen you're like no okay you know why doesn't that happen I don't know like it, for me it's like if you're in a feud with someone or if you're like right you beat me last night in a in a a straight match tonight I'm not satisfied we're going to have a cage match tonight sometimes they use it for fake outs I'm thinking back like I feel like maybe Dolph or or, or Miz said something in the past but I mean they don't use it you're right exactly like you're talking about that is actually something I'd like to see them bring back and honestly um, I blame Mick Foley I think it's his fault yeah because one of his signature lines would become you know, we actually in a segment with The Rock, he did say yeah. like in this ring, but then that yeah. Yeah, that would evolve into his line of right here in Phoenix, Arizona. By the way, I was so. I was so glad when he actually in 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 his segment with The Rock on this show, he didn't say where he was, and I'm like, this is so refreshing. You know, it's so much less forced when he goes, oh, we're gonna we're gonna beat we're gonna win tonight here. And I was like, wow, that sounds so much better than here in Phoenix, Arizona or something like that, you know. Um, I think but, yeah. he, but at this point, I think he has to. Yeah. That's For nostalgia purposes, it, you know, he has to. But yeah, it's really cool to see him actually in the moment. Not, you know. But then, then again, that's because mankind was going to be the one that gets that boost. He was going to be yep. the one to get that cheap pop. So yep. as Rock and Sock, it makes sense that Rock wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Um, you found a match, a pretty, like, a very short That's match. That's the most pretty, brilliant thing I've ever said. That's that was like actually insightful. It was. Write that but down, look, people who are listening. That's <laughs> not going to happen for another six months. This Inferno match was very short, but I really yeah. enjoyed it at the same time. I thought it was like the perfect length for an Inferno match. There was that moment when Kane was holding Triple H against the rope was like kind of a choke out. I'm like, he's not getting like lit on fire right now, but he is in pain. You cannot get that close to fire and not feel it. That shocked me. The choke, the, you know, when they do like the big spots in the fire go up. Yeah. That's cool. Like when he did the choke slam, I like, you're like, Oh wow. That's like the fourth choke slam Triple H is second tonight. The <laughs> yeah. poor guy is just, the poor guy is getting killed. Like it's just, you know, um, I, I did, Undertaker obviously would come out then. Actually, I love the spot when Midian and Avisa run out and uh, Kane actually flies over, does the flying choke slam, and then runs up to X Pac. And basically, X, he, he gets knocked back, his hand goes on fire. So Triple H wins. He's not really involved in the, in the decision at all. Um, and <laughs> no, runs up to, but I love the fact that Kane runs up, his hand is still like legit on fire. And he runs up to X Pac to see if he's okay, and then your man runs out and like fire, like fire extinguishes him down, right. and he's just like, oh, okay, all right. And I love the fact that like Kane was so worried about X Pac that he just wanted to see if he was okay. I thought it was yeah, a great little bit of storytelling. I didn't even think it was that he got. Maybe I'm remembering incorrectly, but I didn't even think it was that he got like pushed back so much as. He needed to go save Xbox. He's like, ah, oh, this match is over. And like, it just looks like he just sets his hand on fire by himself and then just. just oh, really? And save okay, him. that makes more sense. I could be sense. interpreting it differently, but yeah, I viewed it as this match needs to be over. Now, Kane, could, you, you could have just run to Xbox, but set his hand on fire. Plus, you know, there was nothing on Triple H that was guarded or protected to signify yeah. that he'd be the it, one it, set on fire. So, again, this is, a, you know. Yeah, this is the second kind of. 
Inferno matches are kind of dumb because it's like the guy who's obviously more covered is going to be the one on fire, not the guy who isn't. You know, it's just it's reckless. And the less said about the fiend matches, the, the better. Uh, but this was fun. <laughs> I thought this. I thought this was really good. I really enjoyed this. Um, they just. I'm, I'm so glad we're not covering that. Yeah, yeah. Modern WWE. Modern WWE is just upsetting. It's so upsetting because uh, you see I, I how good it, it is. It, it, it so much potential, and then you just yeah, you set somebody on fire, and you want us to believe murder. Murder yep. is what you're going for. You're allowed to operate during a pandemic, and your response is murder. <laughs> Guys, we are going to have to take a break if you're listening to us here on Phoenix 92.5. Not, not just a break. We're going to take a break on the stream. We're going to have to say goodbye if you're listening to us at Phoenix FM. If you're listening to us Phoenix FM only, what are you doing? Go over and check out the stream live or go over to Nerd to Know Media. The Wrestling Rewind. Get those audio uh, files and check it out because we obviously go a fair bit longer than just the 55 minutes um, but thank you for joining us we're here every Tuesday at 8pm Greenwich Mean Time uh, again hashtag save Dave and hashtag only hands for Dave yep. uh, we'll, oh, we'll, I'll put a link below for my only hands account absolutely we'll be back really next week that doesn't exist We'll be back on Phoenix 92.5 FM next week. But for everyone else who's listening, we're going to uh, keep going with the the Herculean trials of Triple H. And guys, we're back. Um, we didn't take a break there. We just thought we'd keep going. I mean, I took um, a break. I'm, I'm Googling whether only... Oh my God, there's a hashtag for it. Of course there is. Rule 34. Or Rule 37. I can't remember which one it is. It's one of, it's one of them. Anyway... Dave, let's stop getting distracted by weird pornography. No, oh, we've lost them, folks. Oh, yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's why I'll log off. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Astonished. Yeah, absolutely I, I astonished. Don't, don't know why you're astonished. It's the internet. I, I, rule uh, thirty-four. I know. My yeah, best. is it rule thirty-four? It is rule thirty-four. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> the next match was the reformation of the New Age Outlaws. Wait, before we get to that, um, we yeah. didn't address this earlier and I wanted to, and you mentioned scab referees. Only Vince McMahon <laughs> has the balls to run a union storyline when he's literally firing talent that are threatening to unionize. This wouldn't be the only time he did the union. You, we haven't gone back far enough where the union are a group and they're yeah. a heel group. Just what? Oh, and the other yeah. thing that stood out for me that we didn't mention was... Um, how long did Michael Hayes do commentary on SmackDown? I had no not, idea not he was long. ever a commentator. Not long. Sure. Dude, he was did commentary on Rebellion as well. I know that. But I thought that was like a one-time thing. I didn't realize no. he was doing weekly. Uh, he didn't do weekly. He just show up sometimes and do it. Well, that actually sounds like him. So fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was cool. See, again, like stuff like this, they just try stuff. And if it worked, it worked. I lo- actually really enjoyed Mike, uh, Michael Hayes and Michael Cole on commentary. They're really good. All right, gang, that's going to do it for the Phoenix FM segment. If you're listening to this on the podcast, the show will continue after this break. If you're not and you're listening to this on Phoenix 92.5 FM, thank you for joining us live. Go over to Nerd to Know Media right now, nerdtoknowmedia.com, and get the rest of the show. Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Check it out now. We'll see you next week here on Phoenix 92.5 FM.
Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.